real estate over there and hustle over here. Got real estate over there and hustle over here. Welcome to the Uninvited House Guest Podcast. I'm Tony Stanford. I'm Joy Bailey. Thank you for checking us out. So lately, um, as everybody knows, these home prices, they are up. They are not coming down. Um, the bracket, I mean, the, the, the home values have been appreciating like rockets. Um, the interest rates are sky high. And um, it's just like home affordability seems to be more of a challenge now than ever before. Even the people that, you know, typically qualify, they're having some sticker shock. And um, I had some pretty good news come across a few weeks ago. Uh, the state of North Carolina has changed its down payment assistance requirements. So I think that this is um, welcome news. Um, Absolutely. It's changed um, a few times. So it used to be $8,000 um, was for first-time home buyers. And the rate was higher than, you know, the market rates that most lenders could offer you. But now the rates for down payment assistance is actually lower uh, than what most lenders can offer you. And it's up to $15,000 to go toward the purchase of a home, which, I mean, I think that's pretty good. That's a lot of money. Yeah, because 15000 I mean, that can cover down payment and closing costs in some scenarios. Absolutely. And the best part, at least in my opinion, I feel like um, the income has gone up. So you could earn up to $134,000 to be able to get that $15,000. Yeah, I think previously it was like eighty four or something like I that. Remember, I, I remember for sure like in 2014, 15, it was like in the 80s. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's climbed up a little bit um, every year. But 134 is pretty good. Um, and the purchase price is four eighty, so you can get a house for four eighty. Yes, you can. You can get a house you, for four eighty. Right, you're right under the median of the current available inventory. So yeah. Now, depending on what county that you're in, but I think it is good news. It it for me, it gives me a talking point because before I never want to tell people about it because I'm like, what you get ready to do? Eight thousand dollars. It wasn't going to take you very far. <laughs> and I don't know. And since the year just changed, so this is an update um, as of July because it's a new fiscal year. Um, we're at the beginning of the year. So I think you could probably get a little bit more bang for your buck before home prices continue to climb, um, should they climb into 2024, which I believe is expected. I mean, not straight up like has been going, but it's up and... Um, I think that's going to be a, a useful tool. Um, if you are not a first-time home buyer in the state of North Carolina, it's okay. They're not leaving you out either. Um, you can still get money for your um, down payment um, and qualify. The interest rate is going to be slightly higher, but if you meet those same parameters that I talked about with the purchase price and the income you can still get three percent to go toward your down payment or towards your closing costs yeah i mean this is definitely a game changer i have a few people i've been working with recently and again they was just above that 84 percent 84,000 threshold just with their income so less than hundred thousand and of course the houses that you typically be able to get without assistance they would again would be lower amount so this will definitely put them over the hump i think um, 
so we had looked at some other options as well as a couple lenders who had some special programs that they come out with through their own particular banks, whatever. Supposedly they don't sell on the back market, so they're able to offer some special programs. Um, but this definitely helps, obviously, a lot of people in North Carolina. We do have good inventory, a lot of people moving here. Obviously, you have to be a first-time home buyer. Um, I don't know if you said that or not, but definitely um, NC Home Advantage, I believe, is what the name of the product It's two is. different ones. So for the 15000 is a first-time home buyer because uh, it has a different rate. But you can have be someone that has purchased in the past and still get assistance up to 3% down. So, um, like I said, as long as the purchase price doesn't, was the purchase price limit? Oh, I might be lying about that. No, actually, I don't think so. As long as it meets the conforming limits. Yeah, you can get 3%. Okay. But your debt-to-income ratio um, has to fall in line with the guidelines that that program offers or requires. So, um, there is money that is available for sure. It's definitely encouraging, obviously. Um, again, a lot of people were jumping out the race. Of, again, a number of Facebook groups and people are going crazy about the rates and all that stuff which again as a in my opinion as a first-time home buyer the rates aren't important to you it's can you afford a payment right if you can afford the payment then okay move forward if you can't the rate is just the rate um in your case as a new person if you're already in the house now we can talk about the rate right it's, it's definitely different um that being said i just went under contract with a house last week um, it was new construction and um they their rate is going to be, they are coming out of a, I think like a 2.7, 2 2.7 rate, something ridiculously low. Um, but they wanted to move, they're moving from South Carolina to North Carolina. So they wanted to move to be closer to family or something to that nature. So they was like, I just got to bite the bullet. But again, the equity they got out of their current house is crazy. Mm -hmm. um, which is a little more than double what they pay and only been in the house like three years. So I mean, it's not, it's, it's crazy to think how fast um, it kind of climbed. So not sure how fast that one's going to sell, but they do have time, obviously, because it's new construction. But they're looking forward to that, um, knowing that they have that kind of in the bank, and they just going to obviously roll that into the new house and, you know, kind of move that way. That's all right right there. They probably won't even have mortgage insurance. Shouldn't. So, yeah, yeah so they they'll, they'll be in a really good situation. So, like I said, it's definitely, um, if you're, again, a home buyer or trying to be a home buyer, this is definitely exciting news. Um, it definitely moves the needle a lot for a lot of people, so... Um, does it matter number of uh, people in the household, or is it just total income? Is that a household income, or is that per it is a per household hour? income? Oh, okay, so. so yeah, that's a good question. So it is a household income, um, y'all. And don't 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 try and be like, well, what if what if my husband don't live with me? Your husband lives with you, girl. <clears throat> We're gonna know. Uh, I had I, I I did I had that situation where I was qualifying someone for um, DPA, and the realtor asked me was like, well, how are they gonna know? They're gonna know because I'm gonna tell them. Because if I don't, it's called mortgage fraud, and I don't want to be involved in that. Which I got a whole another story we can talk about off off air, <laughs> but um, just know that I'm telling. I'm gonna tell them. So, yes, um, they're going to look at your household income. So, if someone is there, um, even though they're not on the loan, you got to disclose those monies. Um, so, just be careful about that. So, household income. Got it. Got it. That actually, well, this is probably for a different segment, but I was reading on 
this particular Facebook group I'm in, and someone was, it was two, a couple. They were never married. They have a child. They purchased a duplex together. Uh, the guy is on the loan. The woman, both of them are on the deed. Only the guy's on the loan. So apparently it's not working out for their relationship. And she wants to know advice from the Facebook group, of course, what, she, what does she have rights to? So she's asking about tax credits and if they don't sell and obviously they have a renter so they can't necessarily get renter off so she can move upstairs. So it sounds like they're essentially roommates at this point. Um, and of course her parents were telling her they shouldn't do that to begin with, yada, yada, yada. Long story short. Um, so she's kind of trying to figure out what she should do. Should she force them to sell because that's the only way she really gets money in the two to buy, one to sell scenario or one to buy, two to sell scenario. Um, so it was just a lot of interesting comments on there. Mostly, of course, everybody was telling her to seek a legal counsel, right? Because yep. it depends on your state and every state is different. Um, but it was just, you know, a situation where, again, they weren't married. So it could be a situation we're talking about now where, hey, you're eligible for DPA because you're technically single. Um, although, again, it's, it kind of works that way. So I don't know if that helps or hurts people's situations, but it's definitely something that happens. And again, you got to know everything or before thinking, I guess, if you get into those situations, because like I said, she's now she's in a situation where she don't have anywhere to go because it sounds like they're not together. He's probably going to keep them because he's financially responsible for them, right? Mm. Unless he does sell. Um, but you're getting us a duplex, which means they're making money, so he probably doesn't want to sell. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess some options, of course, would be like, obviously, whatever they make from the rent, that could go towards her new place of living or renting. Or mm-hmm. I don't, again, I don't really know how to solve their problems, but she was really trying to ask more from a how can she take advantage of the fact that her name is on the deed, even though she doesn't have any um, qualifications with the loan, basically, or she's not on the loan. Oh, well, I mean, y'all, y'all gotta be careful getting out here buying houses with, with people you're not married to. You gotta get papers on people. Um, I would, yeah, legal counsel. That's, that's beyond me. It is. But I am gonna be talking about that um, with, uh, real to I mean sorry with an attorney here she's a closing attorney um and she's also a divorce attorney and we're gonna talk about it on my youtube channel tomorrow actually that's what's up that's what's up because I've been seeing a lot of those kind of posts people got with their boyfriend their girlfriend when the rates were like two something three something and now they're like we broke up um houses are forever people houses are forever Houses are forever, if you say so. Oh, I got to add this too. I forgot. Um, that $15,000, it applies to um, veterans as well. So oh, if wow. you're a veteran. That's, ooh. Yeah. So if you're they, a veteran. They getting cash back? I can give you money to cover your closing costs. So that would be, um, that's a move right there. Because, I mean, if you think about it, like, if you negotiate, okay, like, the most optimal situation, this mm-hmm. is something that I'm sure it could happen. If if you can get money for your closing costs for um, for down payment right. assistance, right? And let's say you as a realtor, you've negotiated closing costs mm-hmm. for um, the seller to provide. Mm-hmm. The VA is the only loan that will allow for a seller to pay your debt off 
or pay your debt down. So that's like a win. If you take their money and you pay off your car or you pay whatever the thing is, and then you get this extra money and it covers your closing costs, that's a win. Yeah, I remember when I bought my house a long, long time ago, the old ages of real estate, um, the loan, how can I say this? The bank that I got my loan through, they provided closing costs, mm-hmm. essentially up to a certain percentage. Um, and I changed lenders, by the way, multiple times, like three times, which is a lot. But I changed lenders like three times. So the last lender, they did cover it. But for some reason, the paperwork wasn't together with the attorney. So they were like asking for funds that weren't supposed to be coming out of my account. So it was a whole situation. But I say that to say like it was such a cool deal. It was like I've never the attorney was like, I've never seen this type of situation. Like they were confused. I'm like, wait, so you don't want this? They were asking so many questions. So we pretty much sat there like an extra hour in closing because they were trying to figure out what they were supposed to be doing. And they had to call people. And again, they just had never seen a situation where the bank was pretty much covering the whole thing and again this is how old you're up so definitely anytime you get closing costs um and or down payment assistance is definitely a blessing um obviously you can definitely see advantage and again it it helps for sure oh yeah it absolutely does so that's just um like i said that's something i'm offering to my veterans so please reach out so if you're a veteran if you're a first-time home buyer if you are a current home buyer looking for another home mm-hmm. you can get up three percent so yeah, I mean, this is all, I think, all good news for, again, people who are itching to get into home buy market or upgrade or downgrade, depending on your situation. So, definitely good news. Um, again, Joy can give you more on that as well. Obviously, should definitely tell you guys that you have to be your primary residence. This is not for investment property. Um, so, definitely keep that in mind. And, of course, you have to be a legal resident of the U.S. Um, and again, this is all from North Carolina. So again, thank you um, for sharing that information on the DPA changes. Hey, Joy. Yeah. Uh, episode twenty-five is coming soon. Okay. I want to do something a little different. Um, we obviously have had sessions before, where of course we do like home buyer seminars, this and that. I think we should record live and one have a real good Q&A going because obviously that's important but also like we can do it like a seminar too so we can give them some facts talk about stuff like DPA we can talk about again how the market changed over the last year but I want to do it live like an audience um just real like interactive like not just us you know kind of in the booth like we do on the regular what you think I think that's good. I like that idea. You know me. I talk. <laughs> so that's that's good. I love it. I love the idea. Okay. Episode 25. So let's see. This is about to be August in like a day or two. So we're on 20 now. So two in August, two in September. So October. So early October, we're going to um, put together um, episode 25, which would be live slash the home buyer seminar probably have some mimosas something something to drink i don't know we'll figure it out but i think 25 is a big deal something like that let's do mimosas oh shoot okay hold on there some type of champagne i don't know it's a (laughs) celebratory we got 25 episodes obviously this is something we kind of just started doing and we've been consistent with it so i think we should celebrate I do too. I love it. Um, hopefully, we see you guys there on episode 25, live and in person, somewhere in Charlotte. More details to come on that. But there's something I just thought about. Joy's in agreement. So it's happening. 
It's happening. All right, there it is. So we got this segment of the podcast where we do like a trending topic. It's just a real quick blitz. Um, if it's if a discussion gets too good, it'll turn into a further discussion later. But it's called Mortgage Points. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's about mortgages, obviously, or potentially about mortgages. Um, and today's topic is... <clears throat> so um, a report came out end of July basically stating that the second quarter of 2023, that 49% of people with mortgages are considered to be equity rich. Meaning that obviously they have more equity in their house than they have remaining balance in their loan. Um, which again, if you know me, I'm always telling you equity is the reason why you buy real estate, right? Um, but I mean, the stats are crazy. It's a report. It comes out pretty much every quarter, obviously. But it's the 2023 U.S. Home Equity Underwater Report. So you definitely can Google that if you want. Um, but it really just says, that, again, most people who do have homes, own homes, they basically cashed out. And that's um, really good. Considering obviously what's going on in the economy and the Fed keep raising rates, things like that. So to be able to have that kind of in your back pocket um is really beneficial. Um, but like I said, I don't I don't know what you think. Um, about people having so much equity. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's great. I mean it it really has allowed people to benefit that were already um in a position, but it certainly harmed the rest of us. Um, that are trying to obtain um, that opportunity. So, I mean, it really is, it's a, it's a 50-50. It's one of those things kind of like right place, right time, luck of the draw. Um, because, yeah, those people like that, that have the money, um, they can take that equity out and they can buy other properties. Um, not just primary residences, but they'll have 15% down to go toward purchasing an investment property or or whatever it is that you know that they desire pay off debt or college educations or whatever it is it certainly puts people um, leaps and bounds ahead in life uh, if they have you know 200 250 thousand dollars of equity in their home um, one of the things that I always hear economists say is owning homes protect you from recession so it's like a recession proof um situation or inflation proof excuse me inflation proof uh situation to be in because your housing payment is your housing payment Mm -hmm. everything else around you is going up gas is going up you know car payments are going up credit card payments are going up but if you can get in a situation where you're like ooh okay, this $1,400 ain't bad. And you know your homegirl paying $2,000 for her rent, you know, you, you're you in a good position. But like I said, it. I would like to say it's good. As a homeowner, I would love to say, yeah, that's great. But it sucks. Like, it's hurting so many other people because you can't get it. I mean, what you going to do? We had a similar conversation. Had it, I'm always talking real estate, honestly, but we had a similar conversation at brunch yesterday. So uh, it was a couple of people who like own homes and a couple of people who, of course, are renting. And we were just talking about like equity and kind of what the current um, rate is if you're buying a house. So the sticker shock of, hey, if you buy a house now. Um, but the one guy, he owned a house. He never, he's never rented a house since he graduated college. So the last time he rented a house, he was in college. So as soon as he graduated, he bought a house, basically. And then he's in the second house now. Um, but he was saying like, 
his his head his mortgage is again low twelve thirteen hundred dollars um and he said he knows right now if he was living where he is they built an apartments next to him for twenty three hundred a month so he says hey he can't imagine because of course when he was an undergraduate rent was like you know eight hundred seven hundred bucks yada 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 so he said he can't imagine like renting at twenty three hundred a month and I say well, that's cool but the kicker is that rent goes up every year right yeah. whereas of course if you in a mortgage again maybe high but it, it's locked for the most part right yeah um obviously you refinance things like that whatever but literally we're having that discussion at brunch um because the we were saying how again just people that own houses so long have can't imagine what rent is now in comparison to what it was the last time they were renters mm-hmm. um and it was such a short time ago very true i literally i went for, from um paying i think my my rent in my apartment was like 952 it was two bedroom two bathroom um and then i moved from there maybe two or three years later so that was like in 2013 and then in 2016 i moved into a town home that was a little bit bigger two bed two and a half bath and i paid 1250 which i remember i was breaking a sweat and I was like, I'm gonna buy a house, and then my payment was like 1788 or something like that when I bought the house, and I mean I was vomiting at that point, and so now I've been able to refinance, um, so my payment is lower, and I'm looking around me, and that 952 dollar apartment exceeds my mortgage payment now, but again, I mean. It sucks because I mean you can't help when you're born. Like there's certain <laughs> things that you just can't. You know what I mean? Like it's certain things that you just can't do anything about. You can't help that you were born. You know, ten years behind this. Yeah. <laughs> you know you might not be old enough to take advantage of it. Um, I hate it. I don't know what else to say. I hate it. I wish it was a way to satisfy both. I wish it was a way that people could have their equity. But then also, you know, people be able to get into mortgage. Which, oh, I know what they could do. They could build cheaper houses. How about that? Mm. <laughs> Who would have thought that I would have came up with the solution all by myself? I got nothing on that. I was <laughs> go back to the equity piece, I guess. I will also say, like, similar to what you said, is obviously people can use that to purchase stuff. So I actually purchased my miniature rental property cash mm-hmm. using my equity in my property. Um, and then I think technically my second one that I purchased, I used equity as well for my down payment. So I got two houses basically using one house as the like base of that. Yeah. Um, but going back to rent. So it's a guy I, I met, he went to my school. He's a proud alumni of Alabama and the greatest HBC in the world. Um, he recently moved here from New York City and he lives uptown, this nice fancy spot. And he said rent is like 3000 right but he moved from new york so he was like this is way bigger than where i live at and it's kind of better i could walk to work uh, he said he hasn't obviously explored explore charlotte but he pretty much can uber everywhere he needs to go um he gets the um what is it what's the delivery service for food for groceries um not doordash but whatever the delivery service instacart. i can use instacart there you go he said groceries are instacarted up to a spot so he don't even he don't even need a car like he, charlotte's in a place where you don't even need a car like which is crazy to me that's a stupid idea if anybody from the city of charlotte hears this that is dumb don't don't do that we don't we need cars here we're not trying to have that kind of lifestyle okay it's an apartment complex that just built though that you can't have a car it's a couple of them actually i've heard yeah. that and yeah, it's yeah. still dumb 
Anyways, my point is saying that is rent is rent is yes is high, but it's relative. We have a we had a big migration to the south to Charlotte specifically during the pandemic. And what we're seeing from a rent perspective is a result of that, right? You have people who are moving from DC, who are moving from New York, um, which is why I brought that up. And again, for them, it's, oh, this is nice. They're cool. They go to Loso and stuff like that to hang out now. And it's just, it's a different, if again, if you're from Charlotte, you've been here longer than 10 years, it's it's totally different from kind of when you, yeah, it's a different. So I think we have to understand that it's a lot of stakeholders, for lack of a better word, and kind of, don't necessarily look at it as it's high, but because it's relative. So if we have a we're a banking hub, right? So a lot of banking jobs, people come from other places for those jobs, right? So as a result, of course, they have banking money, um, which again, if that's what we say our core of our city is, that's what it's going to look like, unfortunately. So I'm curious to see again how things have changed with some of the laws that are being passed and some of the things they're doing, particularly in like the historic West Boulevard corridor and things like that. So I'm curious to see how everything plays out and kind of the balance between the new Charlotte and old Charlotte and what that looks like as we try to figure out how to live in harmony, for lack of a better word. I, I mean, I'm very concerned because like I said, if you don't make at least $80,000, like, I, I don't know what to tell you. So, but yeah, like the equity is farther and farther out. For sure. For sure. Upper Road looks real nice right now. Not the not the road. I'm talking about the city. Um, but yeah, like the equity is an interesting interesting thing. It's definitely a benefit to those who have can take advantage of it. Um, and again, it's why I push home ownership the way I do personally. So, all right, well, folks, that's all the time we have for today. Hopefully, we've uh, shared some stuff that you can use to uh, spark some discussion with your family and friends. If you love what you heard, please uh, share like the episode um again we need more people to listen to get the information again our goal is just to help people to become homeowners um again that's one person at a time so definitely if you like what you heard share this with someone thank you peace paid off got a house to the own paid off got a house to the own